What's up? What's up, my fly folks out there? My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. CEO Sonny, a.k.a. The Kid That Did. And I'm here with the Flyers co-host around, man, Remy G, a.k.a. Mr. Make a Play. What's up, General? How you feeling, man? We done brought the stars out today. Man, I'm feeling blessed. I'm feeling good. But you ain't lying, bro. We got us an all-star team, man. We're going to need them for today's topics for sure. We brought together this group of athletes, entrepreneurs, and entertainers to discuss the impact athletes and influencers have on the game. Facts, Mr. Make a Play. So FYI Fly has partnered up with our man Deontay Holden and his company, Law of Athlete, to bring this panel discussion to you. But hey, Hancho, you want to lace them up on Law of Athlete and tell them a little bit about your company, bro? Uh, so Law Athlete is a multimedia company that aids in athlete development and lifestyle. Um, we also house a sports marketing agency. Um, we share a lot of different content, have a foundation, and also a lifestyle brand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So since we just met Deontay Holden, now let me go ahead and introduce the rest of the panel. So we have my man, William Sweet, who is a retired NFL veteran and founder and CEO of Sweet Ventures, which is a company that focuses on real estate development and property management. We also got Brittany Green, who is an international speaker, five-time author, and credit expert, as well as Ms. Devine, who is an author, rapper, and poet. And then we have to round it off, Miss Destiny Freeman, my sister, who is a hairstylist, singer, and model, all that. So I, <laughs> I definitely want to thank y'all for being here and agreeing to drop this free game on all our FY Fly and LOA listeners. So enough of the formalities. Let's get down to business, baby. So when we think about athletes and influencers, entrepreneurs, they're always in the public, always the eye of media attention. We can even go back to our parents' generation, whether it's Deion Sanders, Andre Rising. To who? Even OJ Simpson, huh? Hey, nah, mm-hmm. for real. <laughs> but if we fast forward to our generation, we got the Aaron Hernandez of the world and, you know, most recently, Henry Ruggs and Zach Stacy. But it doesn't just stop at sports, huh? You got to also think. Back then, they had Prince, Rick James, and now we got Lil Nas X and Lil Uzi. So, yeah. of course, we got to talk about them. <laughs> and those are some influential people in their own right. Nah, you ain't lying, bro. You ain't lying. But... Honestly, I really feel like it's our responsibility to make sure we reach back and make a positive impact on our youth. And whether you want to believe it or not, we are in a position of power. If you're like a rapper, entrepreneur, athlete, you know, we got people looking up to us. So not saying Mm -hmm. don't live your life to the fullest, but we always got to give game back to the next generation so we can make sure they're on the right path to succeed. So we're going to go ahead and start these questions off. We're going to start off with Miss Brittany Green, Dr. Green. So... We know that everyone will go through, you know, hardships in life. But how can young folks listening personally maintain a positive mindset and keep their eyes on the prize when things aren't looking so well? Um, that's a really good question, because I think we all face adversity. But the major thing is acknowledging it, because once you acknowledge it, you take away the embarrassment or you take away mm-hmm. the fear out of it. The things that make you kind of cringe and go into this little shell um, mm-hmm. and you acknowledge it and you bring back the power to yourself, uh, because if not, you kind of let doubt kind of creep in and isolate yourself. And I, I mean, I'm, I've done it before myself, but it's really mm-hmm. kind of pulling yourself out of that funk and acknowledging, hey, you have no power over me because I'm acknowledging what it is that is trying to hold and weigh me down. And once you acknowledge what that is, then you start making plans to execute a different strategy and say, Mm -hmm. you know what, well, this didn't work and that's okay. I'm actually happy that I found a way that didn't work and I'm this much closer to finding a way that does work and get excited about understanding that something is going to come along And that Mm. adversity that happened is for not necessarily happening to you, but it's happening for you to be able to tell your story to someone Mm -hmm. else and encourage someone else who may not have been able to win that battle that you were able to to win. Oh, the big thing you said right there for me was that acknowledgement, like understanding your problem, understanding what's going on, because if you don't understand, if you don't know something, how are you going to fix it? Right. You know, so I I definitely love what, what you said right there. So y'all can feel free to elaborate, you know, talking to the panel now, y'all can feel free to elaborate on some of the positive things that y'all do when things aren't going y'all way. Because our young folks need to know it's not always peaches and cream. Like they're following us and they're seeing, yes. you know, the, the the hair clients that slay. They seeing, you know, the, the concerts, the performances that Divine is doing. They seeing the speech and the speaking engagements, all the business moves that Deontay and Will Sweet are doing. You know, say seeing all the all the glory, but they're not seeing the behind the scenes. So 
panel, can y'all elaborate on some of the things that y'all do as well to keep that positive mindset? Um, I would start off by saying um, what I have been really focusing on is making sure that during my busy schedule that I'm affirming myself um, and putting that in the schedule as entrepreneurs and, you know, hardworking individual beings, especially with us being millennials, it's like, you know, our parents growing up, my mom never told me to affirm myself or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They weren't teaching us in school. Oh, when you wake up in the morning, make sure you take 10 seconds to say, I am beautiful. I am strong. I shall win. Yeah. Um, nothing is going to come against me today. That's going to make me not want to do what I need to do. And that's important. You know, that's almost like prayer, you know, actually saying what we feel to God on a daily basis before we do any of these things in the world. You know, that's one thing that keeps me going is just making sure, okay, I'm really talking to myself, letting myself know that I can do it because Mm -hmm. as leaders, we do that so freely for other people to where what's really missing um, is actually saying it to ourselves. You know, it's, it's a routine and it's a job for us to be like, Oh, I'm going to inspire this person or I'm going to let the next person know that they can do it. But the biggest, the most important part is actually saying it to us because that's the only way it'll resonate to somebody, to somebody else. It's just really just affirming ourselves. I'd also like to add that um, for me, one of the biggest things is just acknowledging that everything is temporary, you know, right now, temporary and just that quick. Now it's a whole new, you know, a second just went by. So, you know, so for me, it's about acknowledging that this moment is temporary. It's not going to last. And if I am enduring something that in this moment is challenging for me or, you know, I feel like I'm not going to be able to get through it or whatever. I remember that there were moments before this where I probably felt the same way and I got through that. So Mm -hmm. acknowledging that this moment is temporary, it's not going to last always and keeping your eye on the prize. And remember that with everything you do, you begin with the end in mind. And, you know, you acknowledge Mm -hmm. that this moment is just right now and it's not forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to piggyback off of that, uh, my main objective and everything I do is to feel good. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's easy and it feels better doing the things that you love when you feel good, but it sucks when you feel bad. Yes. So being able to, you know, protect your energy and focus mm-hmm. on the why versus the how, you know. Preach. So, yes. No, that's hard. And the reason why I say focus on your emotions, because people don't understand how your mind works. When yes. you think of things, when you think of negative information, you speak at negative information. And guess what? Negative things happen to you. Yes. So for me, you are who you become majority of the time. So mm-hmm. for me, if I think that I'm a boss and I operate like I'm a boss, a real boss, yeah, then boss things are going to happen to me. Inevitably, mm-hmm. it's, it's the law of attraction. What you mm-hmm. put out in this world will come back. But mm-hmm. it starts with your mind first. People don't understand. Like, your mind is the strongest thing in this world. I can affect a person from across the country the same way I can affect the person if they was right next to me mm-hmm. by the things that I say and the energy that I put out. Mm-hmm. So the main thing is in everything that you do, the first objective is to feel good yeah. and isolate yourself. So, and I don't, me, I speak on God or, you know, whoever your higher power is, um, but isolate yourself so you can allow yourself to hear what God is trying mm-hmm. to tell you. For you sure. Do that. And for sure. As, a, as, a, as a man, you know, for me, you know, we try to do so many different things to keep us busy. But mm. you're keeping yourself busy away from what you need to be learning. Yeah. You know, you always want to be in the limelight. You always want to do this, that, and the third. And you disguise in the pain that you have in your heart, but you got to isolate yourself so you can figure out what it is that you really need to be focusing on. You can't do that if you always stand busy. You can't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you just you just mentioned limelight. So you just, you just sparked the question in my head, man. So do you believe that public figures are prepared for the limelight? And if not, should there be like any systems or any processes set in place to help people be successful and also elaborate on how law of athletes, you know, taking a, that that problem into their own hands? There are services and stuff that can help athletes be prepared for the limelight. I don't think that um, you just automatically just born being ready for that limelight. You know what I'm saying? You had to be taught. Somebody had to show you the way. Um mm-hmm. 
you always consistently learning. You know, me, I'm I'm still there. I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you that I know how to be in the limelight because I ain't been in that type of limelight that God probably willing to give me. I don't know. Mm. Um, but how I have done it with law athlete, I've understood the potential and the growth that we are um, gaining. Mm. And I am being able to control it by not putting myself there out too much because I don't want to grow too fast because as fast as you can grow, as fast as you can fall. Thanks. So I'd rather take the slow, steady growth route and being able to understand the different steps that I'm taking to my success versus the instant gratification. Like prime example, like I had gotten a car accident, like literally last Friday, car got totaled the whole Damn, time. Sorry like, to hear that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, you see I'm alive, right? <laughs> so that happened. And, you know, instantly you you would be like, damn, I ain't got no car. I ain't got none of that. Boom, boom. All this stuff happening. Bills, boom. But I took a step back and it's like, yo, like, what is, what are you trying to tell me? Like, in this situation, mm-hmm. what are you trying to tell me? And I found out a lot in just that one situation. Because you ever see, when you're about to reach success or when you're about to reach something pretty big, something bad happened in your life first. Yep. Just to see how you're going to react and respond yep. to it. So when that happened, I was like, yo, like, what are you trying to tell me? And I started to get a lot of discernment with people. I realized that God probably trying to protect me from something that I shouldn't be going towards anyways. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I literally had no choice but to sit down and get the things that I needed to get done, even from a business standpoint or a personal standpoint. Because if I had a car, I'd probably be running around trying to be busy. Yeah, you know, I need to be busy yeah. right now. You feel what I'm saying? So just sit back and like really like assess the situation. It may not really be as bad as you think it is. Mm. It's crazy. We got all these hustlers and go getters talking about slow down, slow down, and just yes. you know, really realize and 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 understand what's going on around you. But yes. but Mr. Make a play, man. What you got for us, man? Talk to us. So, Mr. Sweet, you started your own investment firm while still playing in the NFL. Can you touch on the importance of ownership for our youth out there listening? Yeah, ownership is everything. Ownership is everything, and um, you know. Equality is important, you know, in terms of our, uh, as we elevate to be more successful, but equity is, is just as important. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's how I'm coming. Like, I, w- I want ownership. And uh, to your point, like, I, I went undrafted to the Arizona Cardinals on injury reserve, so I got paid the whole year. And I actually went to payroll office and asked them, could I be paid in equity? Like I, I didn't. I, I asked him if I could be paid wow. in exchange of, of of some form of equity, and um, you know, lady was like, oh, "I'm not sure." And then uh, a white man overheard me uh, asking about being paid in equity, and he mm. immediately got up and was like, "We don't do that here." <laughs> sure. I, I didn't realize, but that was the team's account. Mm. And, um, you know, I always saw him but never knew who he really was. But ever since that day, he always spoke to me and kind of, like, raised his eyebrows. Like, hmm. You know, like, that's, like no, one's, no one has ever asked us about that. So this young black man knows something. That's what, that's what he thinking. <laughs> man, so the answer to your question is everything. Ownership is everything. Okay. So what's y'all thoughts, you know, panel, what's y'all thoughts on the importance of ownership, especially for the youth coming up? I, I was taught something really like Bible, you know, it's sometimes as African-Americans, you know, we want to own a hundred percent of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. But I've learned that sometimes it's good to have a small piece of the pie because you don't know how big that pie really is. I feel like um, too also, um, Oh, not to cut you off. I don't know if you're finished or not. But um, what I've learned just basically as a whole, just being the owner or the CEO or the creator of my business is just knowing my stuff. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times because our generation or the generation that's coming up after us, they're, they're, some of them are getting raised by the internet and the World mm. Wide Web. And, you know what I'm saying? People are just starting businesses and doing this and selling t-shirts and creating this and creating that, you know what I'm saying? And not knowing what they need to legalize their business to even be able to have the business that they have. Yeah, and right. so if you want to be an owner, you have to know 
what it is that you're doing. And not only that, but you have to do every role in the business that you're going to hire somebody else to do. You have to do that too, because that's the only way that you're going to be able to lead somebody else to do something for you. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want to be an owner, you got to know, like, you got to know your stuff because as God continues to elevate you in new rooms and new doors, other people that have been in the industry longer than you can see your business and can see your vision and can see what you what you see and literally take your vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have it legalized the way that you are supposed to have it legalized because, you know, they can. And, you know, we live in a crazy world. We it's a lot of us that love each other, but it's a lot yeah. of us that don't. And so I feel like to be an owner is, you know, what my spiritual mother teaches me all the time. Like, know your stuff. Don't be out here just talking yeah. on these podcasts, just being cute. Know your stuff so that you can, you know, hold yourself accountable for what you're putting out in the world. So well, even that Destiny, would be a big advice. Even Destiny, going to your IG page, you know, I saw plenty of satisfied customers. <laughs> head just slayed now, sis. So can you talk to the youth on the importance and how hard work is necessary to accomplish any of the dreams and goals we set in life and also touch on the mental health aspect that that plays into all the hard work that we're doing? Well, hard work is like key number one. And what I can say is, you know, what me and my brother always talk about is like it's always going to be more work. It's Mm -hmm. never over. You know what I'm saying? So if I was to talk to someone that's coming after me is that don't think, oh, because during a certain season, there's so many people giving you your flowers and your congratulations that or if you're in a high place in your finances and things are looking good, that that's the end. You can sit there and chill. Mm. Like for me right now, the higher God takes me and my money, it makes me be like, okay. I got to work even harder so I don't even run out because it's like more requires more. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, like just as a whole, when it comes to hard work, just always know like when you're working hard and you're going towards that dream, that vision, that plan, that campaign that you're doing. Okay, I'm doing this and I'm working hard right now, but I'm not working hard to be like, okay, it's going to be over. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. that's our biggest way to lead right now is letting the millennials know you're graduating from high school. Okay. Let's get ready for college. If you don't want to go to college, what's your plan? Like yeah. there's work still involved that we need to do because it's never over. And then when it comes to the mental health is, you know, earlier we were talking and touching on being in the limelight. Um, you know, my business is called celeb. It's, um, celeb means coming, entering and living and elevating in beauty. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by and why I named my business and trademark celeb was because celebrities have regular lives just like us. And, um, you know, I want all of my clients to know, like, regardless of what you're going through behind the scenes, you are still a star. Mm-hmm. Your life, your 100%. business, your nine to five, your brand. That is, you're a star. You know what I'm saying? God got you here. That's why you're a star. You know what I'm saying? He gave you a story that's for somebody, you know, regardless if you're on MTV, VH1, or BET. Like, we have to focus on knowing who we are. And that plays a really big part Mm -hmm. in, you know, mental health. I actually want to piggyback off that, too. Because, honestly, I did believe, and I still do believe in doing the work like because mm-hmm. honestly and I don't mean just doing the work in you know in your business but definitely on the self mm-hmm. but you definitely especially once you get to a certain place get systems in place to where you can work smarter versus harder because I don't think any of us on this call want to be working hard at the age of 50 right we all no. I want no. our, <laughs> but I want our our the next generation to really understand that key to the puzzle because a lot of them lack patience, like you said, um, that they want that instant gratification. And it's like, no, you're going to have to put in that hard work, but eventually make sure that you're putting in systems, which is save yourself time, energy, and money. I can't remember his name, but he said, the most important part for me is to feel good. That's what I've been working on every day. Like destiny, let's feel good today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's watch the music that you listening to. The stuff that you, you know, let it be a little bit upbeat. You know what I'm saying? The music you listen to when you at the gym, 
and maybe some rap trap music, but like call me right, a lane in and start putting the gospel rap to the, you know no, what I'm saying, true. the Nipsey Hustle or something to make you feel like, okay, I'm I'm a this day about to be dope. Like, mm-hmm, and that's yeah. how I felt today. Like I made sure that I put that light on myself because that's what I need to keep going, regardless of what else is going on around me, because that plays a part in the mental health too, because that's- look. That's them so thoughts is, is, is no punk. They so let's try to take you. So let's people touch don't on know. Go ahead, Deontay. People don't know that it's certain beats and music that literally hits certain elements of your brain that can make you feel yeah. sad or feel happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, they, all of this stuff happened for a reason. I'm, I'm telling you mm-hmm. this just off of, like, the stuff that, like, I know, just being in, like, the industry, seeing all that different stuff, like, it's literally different tunes and music that can make you feel bad or make you feel angry or make you feel rowdy. You got to watch what you feed into your body, yo. It's just like food. You have mm-hmm. to watch it. Protect your energy at all costs. That's the strongest thing known in mind. But, yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. Nah, but you you, you speaking facts, though, because I remember in high school when that Chief, when that Chief Keith era was around, well, I got my two, two, three speeding tickets from listening to that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, mama said, you can't be listening to that Chief Key while you ride, little boat. I'll be speeding uh-huh. up. <laughs> and what's Celeb, bro? What's Celeb? That's your name, right? Yeah, Celeb Destiny. What, what you said was so true, like making your bed, like people forget the basics, yo. They forget mm-hmm. the basics. It's like, yo, think about it like this. I'm going to symbolize it like this. You can have the worst day in the world, but guess what you're going to come on to? A maybe. Yeah. I swear, before I leave, because I was in college, before I left that room, I made sure my bed was done. Because when mm-hmm. you come home, man, you got you can start all over, fool. And, and then it just be you in that bed. Exactly. <laughs> so if you mad, you can't get mad at nobody. What you gonna get mad at the bed? <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. like, look, it's... If you have a shitty day and you come home to a messed up bed, you like, God. Damn, so man, you well, that's debatable because I might get in it at that point. <laughs> it, it go right to sleep. Look, but, sis, but we not all perfect though. So no, I'm right. not saying my bed is made every day. Right. Yeah, no. I'm just oh, letting no. you know when the bed is made. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the most important thing, being able to being able to be real and be authentic and say, like, yo. I'm not perfect. And a lot yes. of the advice that I'm giving y'all is because of what I learned. But sometimes it's still hard to this day. Yes. It's true. still hard. Like being able to like so isolate hard. yourself, being able to be alone, being able to like transfer your energy into other things that can be productive. Yo, I still work on that to this day, but I'm saying it because I'm going through it as well. Yes. It ain't nothing like that I read from a book. I ain't mm-hmm. I ain't get this from no philosophy type. Like I'm going through it to this through this day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you ask yourself who you listen to, you listen to the people that got what you want, that experienced what you had, and actually have real data. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I listen to people that really got experience, not mm-hmm. some shit that they read from a fictional book. I don't care. About yeah. That. And that was the whole yeah, point. Yeah, because when it's experience, it resonates. It resonates. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was really the whole point of me bringing this panel together was to get the real people who do the real activities. So we wanted real athletes. We wanted real entrepreneurs, real influencers to come talk to this youth and have them listen to people. Like you said, Deontay, that's actually doing it. That's not just, you know, reading it from a book or learning it from a book. But one thing that I definitely wanted to touch on, because I know Brittany mentioned it, and I know Celeb mentioned as well, is that patience for the younger generation. You know, Mm -hmm. as I said a little earlier, they're seeing all of the highlights that we post but they're not seeing how long it took us to get to where we're at. So yeah. can the panel as a whole, you know, talk about the patience needed to accomplish um, the goals in our lives? I'm only 23 to let y'all know, because sometimes I'll be sounding 40 and 43. <laughs> but um, that's how, you know, I've been being a little impatient a lot of my life because and I want to say that in the moment of doing these things, I wanted to be seen. But it was after I got out of it that I realized my cycles and my patterns of, girl, relax. You is right where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You is doing what you're supposed to do. And if it's some stuff that you want to do, if it's really big, know that when you put it out, finally, that it's still going to execute from, you know, the place that you've seen it in a dream where, you know what I'm saying? Because I'd be so excited. That That's why I have to write it down and and plan it out and keep those journals. That's one thing about me is I'm a journaler. I have journals from 
literally 2013 and I have friends that I've stopped talking to and mm-hmm. done called back last year like I'm cleaning up my house moving COVID-19 and this is a journal I wrote about you on this day today in 2020 like literally that manifestation be a whole nother situation but actually like knowing like girl you got time and you know what I'm saying God got you here and he gonna keep you here for a long time so that everything you want to do here you're gonna be able to do mm-hmm. so that's what I had to realize because maybe I was just doing big stuff when I was like 15 and not knowing how to do it mm-hmm. you know really kind of pushed me back a little bit I felt like if I was you know if I would have listened <laughs> And knew to just be patient, I probably would have, you know, I wouldn't say that I regret any of the past, but I just know that if I would have listened and just slowed down a little bit, I would feel a lot better today. But Mm. other than that, y'all know how life goes. So what do y'all think? I would... I, li- I just like to add that I think one of the easiest, most convenient ways to be present, I mean, is to be patient, is to be present. Mm-hmm. So many of us live. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna just run that, run, run, run that back, run that back. That was hard. Run that back. <laughs> What'd you say? I said the one of the most convenient ways to be patient and to practice patience is by being present. Mm. Yeah. I think um, we've all probably heard. I don't know if we watched the interview with Kanye West, but yeah. one of the biggest things that I heard in that interview that stuck with me and probably would stay with me forever is that many of us live in the anticipation of the future. Instead of being yes. focused on right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're focused on right now and realizing that every single thing you do in this moment is just is a seed that's that you're yes. planting to get you to that harvest. So mm-hmm. if you can be present and just focus on the now, there's no other way for you to not be patient about whatever it is that you know you're moving towards. So that's something mm-hmm. that me personally that has cured me from you know feeling anxiety, feeling depressed, yeah. um, worried about what's coming because mm-hmm. it's like why you're so busy worried about what's coming, you're not even living. Yeah, now you're indeed. not living at all because mm-hmm. your brain, your mind, your movements, everything is so focused on something that's not even here yet. Mm-hmm. So yes. therefore, it doesn't even exist. The only thing that exists right now is right now. Yes. Preach. And That's another so thing is success okay. is not a destination. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the continuous thing. Like, you literally... And the thing is, we live in, in a current manifestation. Like, whatever it is that you're experiencing at this moment is a current yeah. manifestation of something that you spoke on before. So right. I heard something about journaling. That's something that I do. I have, and I started it in 2019. I started creating a wind journal. And I go month by month. And I keep it in a Google Doc. But you mm-hmm. can, you know, have it in a written form. It doesn't matter. But I literally write down every win. And I don't care if it's literally just like a, I don't care if it's a small win, a big win. It's a win nonetheless. So that mm-hmm. when I get in those times where adversity is happening, because a lot of times when something negative happens, we'll harp on that negativity and we'll mm-hmm. stay there versus, oh, my God, what am I going to do next? Because you're in this little funk. When you write down those lists of wins and every single win that you've had, then you can go back and look at him like, dang, I did all of this. Yeah. Yes. Look at I'm really weeks. that girl. Like, I'm <laughs> this morning. I'm really that girl. So you really have to like pay attention to those things. And we can forget a lot of the wins that we had. Like I look back at some of the 2019 wins. Like, okay, for example, in 2017, when I first started my credit business, a little bit down, like it was like November, December timeframe, mm. I, I became an international radio show host in my first year of business. I completely forgot about that. But then I, I see the little Facebook memory and I'm like, sheesh. Yeah, but I started yeah. Facebook memories. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Facebook memories, they sometimes they be good. They remind you. They re- no, right. You right. be like, dang, I've been doing the same oh. thing and doing more stuff and keep right. adding on stuff. And mm-hmm. I've right. been doing this for 10 years. You be like, 10 years? Right. You right. know, it's like, shoot, I feel you. So I that's why you. it's important to really track and write that stuff down. Because, yeah, Facebook gives you those memories. But you don't put everything on Facebook because mm-hmm. you don't always want everyone to know exactly what it is that you're doing sometimes. So keep something that's personal for you to where you can always go back and look over the things that you did. Because it's like, dang, I did that. 
Mm-hmm. And then it motivates you to keep going. And it's those smaller steps that end up equaling up to those bigger wins. So like to really focus on, you know, what you're doing now, it helps you to feel grateful and gratitude is like the biggest thing to attract more things into your life. A lot of times if you're focusing on the negative, you're putting all your energy into that negative and you're not going to get to the next stage because now you got to focus on the negative manifestations that you done brought up. Versus if you're, you know, saying, wow, I'm grateful because I did all of this stuff. While I am a success and you're a continuous success, it helps you to realize that it's not a destination. Just like healing isn't linear. Mm. A success, I mean, a healing isn't a destination, is linear. So is success. And you're always going to be attracting more and more and more. So, you know, take some time 100%. to again, be present. Write it out. Look over what it is that you've done and always celebrate the wins. I don't care if you really scored the smallest quote unquote win. Celebrate, man. Me and Divine, we take cheers for everything, baby. We be everything here. <laughs> that's the balance. Got to. It's the balance. It's that's the everything. That's it. You gotta celebrate that's them it. first downs and them touchdowns, man. Come on. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's- but now everybody, we're going to go ahead and transition into our fully open panel questions. So everybody feel free to chime in. If you have an answer, make sure you piggyback when somebody is done with that answer. So our first panel question is for all of the members. How do athletes, entrepreneurs, rappers, entertainers feel about being looked up as role models or look to as as role models? OK, <laughs> I'll answer this question first. Okay. So personally, I think, okay, I live in a very interesting place of where I can kind of see every side of the spectrum, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So part of, part of, I feel like you have to have one foot on the ground, you know what I'm saying? Be here on earth and realize that there's a level of responsibility that's going to be attached to you regardless of whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get in that place of that limelight, whether you want to be a role model or not, I know many people be like, you know, F them kids, they ain't nobody role model. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. like, that's going to be attached onto you regardless because you got this level of status mm-hmm. that is going to give you that um, identity regardless of whether you want it or not. So I think that it's important for us to, to be responsible with that kind of status. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do think that when we think about the kids, yes, that's their parents' responsibility, but also a lot of our um, demographic is people that are younger than us mm-hmm. many times uh, because that's just the age that we live in now. Millennials and Gen Zs, we pretty much make up most of the, the demographic when it comes to the entertainment industry as a whole. Yeah. So I think regardless of whether you have a, a desire of being a role model or not, you do have a responsibility. I know me personally, everything I do is for the person that's coming after me because I think that I would have had a very different journey mm-hmm. if I had someone that came from where I came from and didn't mind reaching their hand back down to give me that guidance and that insight, but also still kept it real with me. I yeah. think people don't like to be preached to. They want to feel like it's my big sis that's giving me some real raw information. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important for when we do get to that place that we do right by that and stay relatable, stay honest and stay authentic, of mm-hmm. course, but also be responsible with that type of status because it can be very dangerous, especially when we're talking about the youth who, who so easily and effortlessly attach on to anything we say or do. Mm-hmm. Love it. I would say stay true to yourself too. Like as a person who is always gonna be themselves, has always been themselves. Like if you know <laughs> me, I am the same person that I was in middle school. Crazy, loud, <laughs> and I make uncomfortable situations very comfortable to talk about. That's good. Is. And it's a great I'm quality. Real good. Great, but I'm a lot to because of who I am. <laughs> I have heard tone it down or you got people looking at you and it's like, but if they're going to see it anyway, Period. why not see it in a way where I'm not scared to talk about anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I, and I mean it when I say I'm not scared to talk about anything, whatever it is you want to talk about, let's do it. And mm-hmm. I mean that for the younger kids as well. That's something how when I do have children, I'm going to raise them that way as well as why am I shielding you from something that you're going to learn about anyway? I would rather be 
in a way that is, hey, we can laugh, we can joke, we can kiki, but you also, I want you to know the real raw. Like, like mm. Devon said, hey, I want you to be able to know it. Now, I'm not going to misuse that responsibility, but I am going to keep it real with you. I've learned that just based off of myself and, you know, just learning, okay, why am I in this situation or why is God putting me through it? I don't like talking about it until I even understand it myself. Yes. And so that that is what allowed me to give people grace um when i saw you know because they story resonated to me and they didn't know that i have been through it, but they didn't know because i ain't never told them so it just mm-hmm. be like a mirroring situation to the next young little girl who don't have her mother don't have her father make sure you keep some of your nuggets to yourself you know because mm-hmm. you can be real to the wrong person <laughs> and they'll sit up and turn your transparency into something else and so yeah gotta be you careful know, you give me um, your energy too yes 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 for sure for sure so yes. we kind so we kind of got all the little rails a little bit so let's bring it back to the original question so Deontay and will let us know like how do y'all personally how do the p- athletes and things that y'all been around how do they feel about being looked at as role models? I can't talk for nobody else, but I embrace it. You know what I'm saying? I embrace yeah. being viewed as a role model, um, being a, a voice to the voiceless, giving hope to the hopelessness. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, really, bro, you just got to each one teach one. Like, like she said, just be you. And like for me, it's just I've been blessed to be inside these corporate uh, boardrooms and meetings and company meetings and stuff like that. And, I, and I'm able to take it back to my community yeah. and translate what they just said in a way that, you know, the CEO of McDonald's may not be able to connect with people in my community. So mm-hmm. it's just about translating the obvious. Like, you know what I mean? It really is not, it's not really that, that deep, you know, somebody could say a whole bunch of big words, but all yeah. they really mean is this, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, the stock goes down. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty much like, you know, people like with the stock market, like, you know, people over like, I don't understand it all. It's just like if you put your money and your investments into this company, you now own it. Like this is not it's nothing more than that. Like mm-hmm. what you got for us, Hancho? Nah, nah, really. Like I like I love what Divine said. Um, she could see both ends of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Some people didn't really ask, but for just me per se, same thing like Sweet said, being a, a former athlete and stuff, just embracing that, embracing that and understanding the the, the platform that God has given you. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He gave you this platform so you can help people or help yourself find your purpose in life. So don't don't screw it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. All right. So moving along to our next question in the panel discussion. How big of an impact do you think celebrities, rappers, athletes and other people of that caliber have on the younger generation? Whole lot of impact. That's the impact. <laughs> yeah, they 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 are the impact. To be honest, like mm. I mean, it's sad to say. It's sad to say that it's like that. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be entertainers and athletes um, or rappers. That's that the only ones that really make a true impact on how mm. people dress or talk or act amongst another. Like it should be doctors as well. It should be lawyers. It should be hairstylists. It should be a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Um, but in today's society, the way the generation is. You know, the people that really have influence, whether it's in fashion or whether it's in different different, different trends, it, it is entertainers and um, athletes and, you know, the, the well-known business moguls or something like that. I mean, I would say it's not even just today. You know, if you look back, like I said, at our parents' generation, you got Deion Sanders. Like, I still look up to Deion. And he was, right. you know, he was really him back in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. really, it's really, that's how it was, you know, pretty much always been. But I definitely wanted to get y'all thoughts on, like, how we can, like what Deontay said, how can we start bringing it over to the entrepreneurs and to the, to the doctors and to the other lanes that's not just... You either a rapper or you a, a basketball player or you selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can we? I think we're doing that with social media. Like mm-hmm. everything that we post on social media, and we're being raw, tr- you know, true and authentic. Like using the, the different platforms, for what they work. Like on uh-huh. TikTok, spreading knowledge. Like I see mm-hmm. so many people 
on TikTok and learn. I like I learn something new every single day. As much fun as I have on TikTok, yeah. I learn something new and I can always find something that I'm looking for quick and in a hurry there. So utilizing these social media platforms the way we're doing. That's true though, Brittany. Like you be saying, uh like on TikTok, they be making the like the nurses be making the funny uh videos and stuff, like tell us about you, your age and all that. Mm -hmm. It's cool, it's dope. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't always gotta be an athlete to make money. You know what I'm saying? And to be yeah. honest, you don't even always got to be a business owner to make money. It's, it's money out here. You just got to figure out how to get it. That's right. a, and yeah, that's and I same. feel like for the the millennials that's looking at people, period, in general, whether they're on TV or, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody has an influence. Um, I feel like when it comes to being influenced to have a business is you know, telling the millennials to always understand, like I said, the why, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? If you see um, an artist or whatever, you know, I immediately now, since I've always executed my business from a place of how can this change the world? How can this, how can I carve my lane in this industry to make the world a better place? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. a real artist will be singing from that place or a real rapper be rapping from that place and so if we put that in the millennials ear they'll be watching these stars and these rappers and they'll be able to see the core of mm -hmm. where they are rapping from you know what i'm saying or when uh what's her name fantasia is singing you know people who know fantasia's story they'll know why she running that hard because yeah. of you know she doing this for a purpose and i feel like that's that's where it all boils down to, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, you know, you have millennials and people going through cycles because they're not doing it from a place of purpose. They're living somebody else's life and not looking at that person and saying, okay, she's doing this because of this mm -hmm. and, and not doing it the same way, but taking that advice and taking that same energy and executing from that place because we can't be each other. We're all going to be different because we all have different stories and so mm -hmm. you know i feel like that's what us young the young people and even myself need to always have in mind when we're watching other people is knowing like okay she's she's doing this because of this i may not know the purpose but i can feel it you know what i'm saying and yeah that's that's what i want to do when i when i do my business not oh i want to be her mm -hmm. or i want to look like him or i want to talk like him because then you end up living that life and, and you don't know what all that you. Yeah, what all that takes. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't it ain't even for you. So yeah, uh -huh. that's all I have to say. About but to pick to piggyback off what you said, another thing when these young folks are watching these athletes, these rappers is take the good things that they do take the positive yes. things that they do and lead the negative things you know what i'm saying if yes. you see they rapping about making money and you know helping their community but they also rapping about taking all the drugs and popping perkins at this and that do the first two things, you know what I'm saying? Help your community, make your money, but you ain't got to be popping 15 Percocets, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So take the good things. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So take the good things from these people, take the good things from these entrepreneurs and implement them into what you're doing and keep on building. Like, that's what I did, you know, growing up watching Kobe Bryant, Deion Sanders, you know, different things. Like, I'm taking they flavor things that I like and I'm implementing it into my game, into my drip. So... Definitely, you know, take the good things and, and you ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Next question I got for the panel is what are some skills, trades and traits that you guys have mastered that the young folks should be attempting to master as well to be successful when they get older? Dieting. Mm. I really pay attention to the stuff that I put in my body. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not perfect, but I do have times I eat beef and pork. But the time that I eat beef and pork is not as much time as I don't eat it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not big on telling people to be plant-based and to be vegan and to mm. do all of that. I'm not that person. But, you know, um, for me, I am what I eat. And so if I'm in a season where I'm having to get up at five to post my content and mm. before I pray and start my day, you know, if I got to wake up early, I need to know that before I go to bed, I don't need to be eating late and whatever I eat, I need to make sure that is, is going to do me right in the morning too, as well. So yeah. I'd like to add that um, I have two things. So mm -hmm. one thing is that I have, so we spoke a lot about 
um, having that team. But a lot of times, especially when we think about people that are just getting started and people that come from humble beginnings, we don't, a lot of us don't have the luxury of outsourcing things. So I think that it's important to be like, for me, I've just had this knack for just being naturally multifaceted and just learning really fast and being able to just pick up something and I can figure out how to do it like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would say one of the things that has gotten me really far is having that kind of do it yourself um, kind of, I guess, I don't want to say mentality Mm -hmm. um, because I do think, again, there's a line that you walk where for me, the, me being able to know how to do it myself has allowed me to know that when I outsource it, how it should be done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would think that's something that's, you know, really important. That was important for my journey um, right now is having the ability to do it myself. That doesn't mean that I always have to, but it's like, if something doesn't go right, I don't have to stress. I can just do it myself. Um, and then the other thing that I think is more important than any of any of it mm-hmm. is the mental health aspect, the self-care aspect. I think mm-hmm. in this digital age that we live in right now, we have our influencers um, making us believe that the luxurious, physical, tangible side of self-care is all that matters. And that's what have you glowing up but it's really an internal thing Mm -hmm. so for me it's about the meditation and that's a skill you have Mm -hmm. to many of us we come into this world pure god beings right i I ain't about to get into the whatever but we come into this world as these these beings right however it's the environment it's the people it's the upbringing it's the society that we live in that takes Mm -hmm. us away from our pure state However, if you can get tuned in and get back to your pure state, then everything else will manifest in itself without you even having to do too much. So for me, that in itself is a skill, being able to meditate, being able to be still and being okay Mm -hmm. with stillness. The reason why so many people were stressed out and going through it during the quarantine is Mm. because they wasn't used to stillness. Stillness is still. You know, Mm -hmm. so I think that's something that many of us need to embrace and appreciate being present, being still, being one with self, intuition, the your your higher power, whoever you believe in. And that in itself, like I realized recently that being present was something that I had to practice because Uh I was so used to living in the anticipation of the future and worried about the past that I had to relearn how to be present. So mm-hmm. I have to have, I have moments where I'm like, dang, okay, here you go. You're doing it again. You're thinking yeah. about just be here now. So for me, that's a skill. Unfortunately, that's a, a trait that many of us have to relearn. And mm-hmm. I think that's more important than any physical skill characteristic or trait that you can learn that. Mm. And I think that will resolve everything else for you. Nah, that's huge. Gotta be here. Gotta be present. Mm-hmm. So for our minority families who often struggle talking about mental health, what are some ways to make this a more accessible topic, you know, easier to talk about? What can a young person do to better process and communicate how they're feeling? Because, you know, growing up, you know, in a black family, you know, depression wasn't really a thing because, you know, you wasn't paying bills. You feel me? Nothing like that. So I think as influencers, the way we can help, because I, I would say it starts at home. But like you said, unfortunately, our parents, they, you know, their generation, that was taboo. You don't talk about, you know what I'm saying, those things. So for, I think as influencers, something that we can do is add that to our, you know, many of us so focused on like the pretty aesthetic of our page and all of those Mm -hmm. different things. But for me, one of the things that I'm really big on with my um, community online is I might post a pretty picture, but my caption is going to always give you the tea, you know so nice. people are going to always read my post and, you know, we engage in that conversation because I think that the more the more we are shameless about it and expressive about what we're feeling, the good and the bad publicly, it'll make it'll be like a chain effect. More people will be OK and mm-hmm. shameless with expressing those things. I feel like many of us think that we have to live up to this identity of being perfect, having this perfect life, being happy all the time. I get on social media on my story and I'm like, y'all, today is just one of them days. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then me just doing that 
have have other people message me and open up to girl you are not alone you know what i'm saying yeah. me too. Mm-hmm. so let's be here for one another and you know lean on our community because there are you're not alone in what you're feeling so i think the moment that you really the shame because one of the things i had to learn is that a lot of the things that we believe about the society and and people outwardly is an internal thing it's a reflection mm-hmm. of how we feel about ourselves so the mm-hmm. moment that you release that mm-hmm. in the moment that i release it and i can say hey today i'm a little anxious more people will be like i i deal with that too you know what I'm saying? Because so now that narrative that I created in my head that I'm the only anxious person on this earth no longer exists. Mm-hmm. I already knocked that down because that was just a narrative that I created in my own head. So I think if we as influencers can have that healthy balance yeah. of showing the good and the areas of improvement and being honest about what we're feeling when we're feeling it. And also too, a real gem is that that will make you will have you connect even more with your fans or your community because people buy into you. They don't really, they don't necessarily buy into that product because you're not the only good artist there is. You're not the only, you know what I'm saying? Football player. You're not the only influencer that does the same thing that you're doing. It's thousands of, the, of, of us now, but mm-hmm. what's going to set you apart is your story. So being honest about what you're feeling, being relatable with the community, that's what's going to help you to, um, you know, really connect with your people more and have people able to be more honest and it not being such a taboo thing because people mm-hmm. feel like they're alone because in their head they are because they don't hear nobody else talking about it. Yeah. Right? What I did was I took people along for the journey and I took people along for the ride because if you can't embarrass me with my own story, baby, I seen something earlier. It was like, oh, there's power in something in someone that you can't embarrass. Show Liz because Thanks. we all going through some. Thing. And even at the space that I'm in right now, hey, I just went through a depressive episode, but I brought people along that journey with me. And that made them live in their authentic truth, which mm-hmm. made them comfortable with living in themselves because society will make you feel like, oh, I have to be perfect. I have to drive this Lambo. I got to do this. Man, I was driving a Nissan Sentra that got repo. And I'm like, y'all, my car ain't outside. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be, I'm going to have, and then, uh, you know, a couple years, not even a couple years later, in 2000, next year, I was able to get my dream car. And mm. for a less amount of price, and I showed people exactly how I did it. So it was, it made sense of like, oh, she ain't just living this this dream, quote unquote, lifestyle. She's showing us mm. how she did it every single step of the way. So yeah, being authentic, for real. That transparency, authenticity is key. So I do got one yeah. more question for the panel. So how do y'all get yourselves ready to perform? whether it be a concert, an NFL game, a podcast, a speech, give some advice to our young folks listening so they can be ready to lock in and prepare themselves to execute on whatever they may need to do. I just breathe. Yeah, I really have been like really focusing on my breaths mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, God woke you up this morning. So sis, keep breathing. You know what I'm saying? Like literally y'all gonna see that quote on my Instagram in a minute. But, like, we got to really breathe. Like, I be standing and knocking my knees and talking to people all day and, you know, making them beautiful. And literally, sometimes I don't be breathing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, those are one of the practices that I've been really having to make sure that I do is just breathing because breathing, y'all, ever since I've been breathing, God gave me a second round after COVID. Mm-hmm. to just breathe and appreciate the breath that he's given me inside of my body and to pay attention to it. I have been a different person, you know, in life. And, you know, when I'm driving, when I'm working and when I'm speaking, it's actually paying attention to that breath and how much of a blessing it is to even breathe, period. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. What y'all I got? To, um, I ain't gonna lie. I breathe, but I got this one song that I listen to before I do anything. And it's by Sade. Uh, smooth operator. If before, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it brings out the beast mode in me. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I dance like nobody watching and I just get up and then just kill it. And so find what it is, like find your song or find what it is. But smooth operator speaks to me every time. Yeah. Find what works for yeah. you. Yo, I gotta put that play on before I do anything, baby. <laughs> Yo, sir, since 19, uh, 1998. <laughs> what you say, G? And I was just saying, that's how I be feeling. Whenever I'm finna go rock out, do something big, I put that make a play of the hardest song and turn me up. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
I um I do it's so funny because I do a mix of two things and one thing I realize is that like you naturally like we're all breathing right now but yes if you do a like a really deep breath it's kind of like yawning it's contagious yes. mm-hmm. so when I be on stage something I literally just recently implemented and it was like in the moment it's kind of like awkward but after a while like afterwards I had people coming up to me like dang that was like so I'm literally gonna sit there and just like and make it like you can hear it you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and, and literally it's like ASMR and everybody else is like I feel a little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I do another thing too is for me, Divine is like this entity that I created, right? She's like my higher self. Mm-hmm. So me kind of, because me, the real, like, not to say this is not the real me, but I'm like, I can be very introverted mm-hmm. and very shy and very, like, not want to be around people or talk to people or whatever. Like, I I exist in my prayer state when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. So I had to create this entity to kind of show up in those moments when I'm feeling introverted. I gave her a name. I gave her identity. I gave her character characteristics. So it's like, y'all know that TikTok that's like, Holy Spirit, activate. I'm yeah. like, hey. all right, Devon. Hey. It's, it's your turn. It's your turn to hey. show up. Mm-hmm. It's your moment. You know what I'm saying? It's your time to shine. It's, it's your turn to do your thing. Affirming so, I'm mm-hmm. affirming myself. I'm playing that music that's gonna wake me up. I'm getting mm-hmm. lit. I might, I don't know if I can say this on here, but I might hit a look, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get myself no. right. Take a deep breath. <laughs> get some get grounded, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get grounded. <laughs> and da, 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 da. and divine it to the show to put on the show. Yeah. I love it. I love it. What I you love got, the what you got for us? What you got for us, Hancho? What's some things you do before a game, before a big business meeting? You know, what's some of the things you do to get right? I just plan ahead, y'all. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. So, mm-hmm. and your plan can go into anything. It can be breathing. It can be listening to music. Mm-hmm. But just have a plan on what you're going to do and how you're going to take on that that show, how you're going to take on that that meeting. You know what I'm saying? Just have a plan. Like, what you're going to say, what you, how you're going to, what's going to be your plan. So, yeah. it could be a whole bunch of things. But just whatever you do, just have a plan for what you're about to do. 100%. Yeah. Well, one more thing I want to say is rehearsing, rehearsal, rehearsal. Like I know players there, you know what I'm saying? They practicing all the time, but a lot of time artists, you know, whatever, we feel like we always prepare. We ready. We know our stuff. You get Mm -hmm. up there, you might get stage fright. You ain't prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'd be at home in a mirror with my air freshener, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's 10,000 of y'all out here. I'm talking to myself. You know, yes. I'm preparing for that moment. So now that I'm there, I'm looking at everybody and I see little me's that I want to make proud. Mm-hmm. So. No, I'm with you 100% rehearsal, preparing, having a plan. Before I went to go pitch to the dean of my alma mater, Maryville College, about my business resources, FYI Fly, I was prepared three weeks before to give that pitch. So I'm practicing, I'm practicing. And then while I was at work, I'm in this club called Toastmasters. And Toastmasters like really help you um, get better with your speech and get better talking and being able to communicate better. So we always, we always have to give speeches when we're in Toastmasters. So I asked them, could I do my speech that I was going to give to the dean of my school? So I'm practicing that, I'm recording that. And that's really what helped me walk into the, to the uh, actual pitch to the dean, super confident, and killed that joint. So I feel 100% what you're saying, Deontay, Devon, having a plan and being prepared. So Will Sweet, man, end us, round us off, man. End, end us off, man. What's some of the things you do before a big game, before a big business meeting? You know, what's some of the things you do to lock in and get right? Man, you got to have your ritual, man. You got to have your ritual. You got to have your essentials. Mm-hmm. And you got to pray. What'd you say, Celeb? I said we gotta pray too. Let's not forget about the. Most definitely gotta pray. Always yeah. gotta pray. But but in within me saying that, that is my that's that's in my routine. That's in my ritual. Mm-hmm. Right. For me, it's praying. You get what I'm saying. So yeah. Um, my my motto is give it your best. Let God handle the rest. Right. You just go out, go out there knowing that, you know, you prepared, did everything you had to do. You laid out on, all on the line. 
Mm. And, uh, you know, you're going to come out with a win at the end of the day. Even if you lose to NC State, we still we still made a statement. <laughs> hey, man, that was, a, that was bad, man. That was bad. But, uh, you know, I know y'all gave it all y'all had, you know. So, you know. It ain't a L, it's a lesson, man. It's, it's a lesson. But I thank y'all for being here today. I feel like the biggest takeaway is the top three. You know, Brittany, Brittany know I like my top threes. I feel like the top three takeaways today was being in the now, having balance, and being transparent and authentic. I think those are the biggest takeaways from today for the youth that's listening. I pray that our discussion today really shed the light and views and perspectives of real athletes, entrepreneurs, and influencers. A lot of times folks try to talk about stuff they never done or could never do. So that's why I said I'm really happy to have y'all here because we have real stories from real people who are really out in the field. So thank y'all again. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. Thank y'all so much, man. I really appreciate it. I love y'all. Like y'all. Love y'all too, man.